Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Spirit, we recognize your presence and we admit that without you we are nothing. We need to hear from you, for you come to give us the word of God. Therefore, our hearts are wide open, our spirits are open and yielded to you. Speak to us, speak to us, Holy Spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, this afternoon, I believe the Lord will teach us some truths about Himself and about our walk with him. The Bible tells us that God created the world. But the world, under the care of God's trusted man, decided to disobey God and allowed Satan to be the manager of the world. You see, you can be a manager of something, but it doesn't mean the thing belongs to you. Because sometimes people are a bit uncomfortable. That, ah, how can God be the creator of the world and then we are saying Satan is in charge? I mean, you are in charge of the flat you rent. Even though you are not the owner of the flat. For the period of your rental, uh, nobody can go there without, even the landlord can't go there without asking your permission to come in. And if he dares do that, you will take him to police station for trespassing. Even though it's his building, for the period when you are renting, you are the, you are the one in charge. Amen. Amen. So Satan got the chance to be in charge and has been in charge for a while. But sooner than later, he will be, his time will expire and God himself will take charge. But whilst God is yet to take charge, he has visited the world, visited, come to the world, to receive to himself those that would choose him instead of choosing Satan. To receive to himself those that would choose him. And he knew why, what would keep people from choosing him or from coming to God. It has to do with their sins. Because if, you're, if Adam and Eve were sinners, anything they give birth to is a sinner. Do you get it? You, you are or you give birth to what you are. You give birth to what you are. So anything that is now born after Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they are sinners. And that is why the, one of the kings that God said, this guy, he loves me and he wants to do what I want to do. He, his name is David. He said, I was born in sin. And in sin, I was conceived. Are you with me? So sin is part of me. And God is aware that once 
Adam and Eve has disobeyed, anything else that comes out of them will be sin. So, and he had said that the wages of sin, in other words, anybody who sins, death, which means complete separation from God, is your portion. And you will not have help from God. The sinner has no help from God. Even though God may give him the sun, and even though God may give him the rain, he doesn't qualify for help from God. But then, at the appointed time, God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for the sins of mankind. So that anybody who would choose him, who will receive him as the provision of God for their sins, those people became children of God. And once you are a child of God, you have the help of God in your life. Amen. I said, once you are a child of God, you have the help of God in your life. And that is why, no matter what you do, no matter how much educated you want to be, you must have help from God by receiving Jesus Christ as the Son of God who came to die for your sins. The beauty of God is that he takes nothing from us. That's the, that's the genuine love of God. He, he doesn't demand anything from you. Pay me this and then you can be my child. No. You see, the song she was singing, Peter, is it Peter Lava? Yeah, a lot of boys, some of you young ladies, a lot of boys, I'm sure you know it already. Do you get it? They promised you and they told you all the nice things you want to hear. As if they were in your mind when they speak. But you later discovered that it's a lie. In fact, as you grow, you are going to discover more. Are you with me? The boy that says he loves you. Do you get it? He loves you because you have something he likes. Do you get it? He loves you because you have something that he likes. If you like, ask the boys. Maybe he likes your body. I mean, when he looks at you, something happens in him. Maybe he likes your voice. Maybe he likes your smile. If you like, ask them. And the boys also, the girls, the same. The crush they have on you is because of the way you talk. Do you get it? They don't just want any boy. They want you, you, you. Because when they look at you, they imagine how nice, how handsome their babies will look. So listen, listen. 
I'm trying to explain to you how different is the love that God has for us from the love that we have one for the other. You see, the love that we human beings have for another is based on what we get from them. And that is why I tell the older ones that the man you marry or the woman you marry is not the one you love most. You see, because your greatest love is expressed to a person where you get nothing from and where they have nothing to offer you, but you still say, I love you. That is the most genuine love. And that is the love God has for us. In other words, God doesn't need anything from you. He's, you see, he doesn't need you to be God. He's God by himself. And that is why whether you are alive or whether you are dead doesn't make a difference to him. He's God by himself. But he still loves us so much that he became like one of us and died at the hands of those he has created so that you and I would not have to be under the management of the devil if only we would believe in him. Are you with me? And don't, you see, don't dare say that oh, I'm not under any management of the devil. In fact, the day you stand to say I'm not under any management of the devil, that is the day when the devil actually has now paid, made full payment for you. It's like that is when you have come under his full management. Because now you don't believe that you are under his management. So anything that you, he's doing, you think you are the one doing. So you don't question it. So it's like the day you stand to say that I'm not under any management of the devil, that is the day when every, everything that the devil has for you can come to pass. But if you are always to question, this thought in my mind, where does it come from? Who is bringing it? Devil, are you the one bringing it? He said, no, no, it's not me. He said, ah, but why are you saying this? Then you change your mind. But because it, when you believe that this thought is not from me, it's from somewhere else, that is when you think about whether you should do it or not. But when you believe that this thought is, is, is yours, you will carry it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, I'm here to tell you about having faith in God and having faith in Jesus Christ because it is lack of faith in God that caused the beautiful creation of God to be handed over to the devil. God told Adam in Genesis chapter 2 when he created him and created Eve for him that in this place where you are, everything is for you. Everything is under your care. You are going to be the boss of everything. But only that don't eat this particular tree which I've put there. Because the day you eat it, you will die. The day you disobey me and eat it, it's going to cause you to be separated from me. 
And Adam didn't believe it. And he ate it. And the result was he lost his house. He lost his source of food. And he started struggling. He, he lost everything. He lost his place where he stays in the garden. He lost his way of eating. Now he has to struggle to eat. And that is why we have been struggling. You see, look at the young man. He's so happy that he has three bursaries. It's like life is so much of a struggle. That small education he wants to do. People have their money, but they don't want to pay for him. And some of us, we are seated here, we are praying that the bursary will go through. It shall go through in the name of Jesus. God will help you. You have no man to help you, but I'm here to tell you that God will help you. If you believe it, God will help you. You see, he said something. I don't know if you got what he said. When my friends ask me, have you heard from them? He says, not yet. You see, they're not yet is saying, I know I will hear from them. Even though it is taking long, I know that my God would cause them to call me. And you see, God likes people who believe that he would do something good for them. God likes people who believe that he would help them. Because you see, he loves you far more than you can imagine. God loves you. Far more than you can imagine. And that is why Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 verse 23. That all things are possible. To him. That believeth. He said if you can believe. If you can believe. If you can believe that I will do you good. If you can believe that I will take care of you. If you can believe that I will make sure that your life turns out well. I will make it happen for you. Yeah. What do you mean? Anything is possible if a person believes. And you see, the evidence of whether you believe or not is based on what you say. You see, the same question that his friends were asking him. He said, oh no, I, I, they are not minding me. They have not minded me. He said, I have not yet heard from them. Yet means that you are expecting to hear from them. And that was his faith. And I, I'm here to tell you that your faith will do the same thing for you. You see, if you believe that God, especially if your life is under the care of God, especially if you have believed in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and therefore have become one of God's children. I promise you, the force of God, the power of God would always be in your favor against Satan. Satan will not be able to deceive you to give up hope and give yourself to drugs and all those foolish things that destroy people's lives. Amen. If you believe. And that is why I encourage you to believe in God and to believe in his word and to believe in his plans for your life. Believe it. I said believe it. Because if you don't believe it, you stand to lose. Because many things 
By your own strength, it won't work. By your own effort, it won't work. You see, as you are here, your parents have lost control of you. How many are first years? You are first years. Give me a wave. Yeah. Your parents have lost control of you. They don't know what is going to happen to you this evening. If you, whatever you decide to do, you will do. You just have to put your phone on silent and tell them that when they were calling, you were in the library. Yeah. Because you are far away from them. You are not just some five steps to your room to check whether you are there or not and who is there with you. So you see, it is going to take the influence of God to make Satan not able to deceive you and to make you do wrong things. It is going to take the influence of God to make you see the wisdom of your parents' advice. Because Satan will tell you, ah, these parents, they like controlling. They like doing this. They like somebody that has carried you for nine months. Somebody that has slept in hospital because of you. Somebody that has given you all the time. Because of you, they take out their breast in public. All this time. Is it now that they don't like you? Why would they not like you? Somebody that they can see that their future is in you. Because sooner than later, they will discover or they know that they can't get up and go like they used to. But at least if they can see you standing on your feet and not having even to support you, that is enough. Even if you don't support them. Why would they not like you? But it is Satan who will tell you they don't like you. But you see, when you believe in God, God by his Holy Spirit will tell you they like you. So when Satan comes and they say they don't like you, then God by his Holy Spirit will tell you they like you. And will show you the many things that they have done to show you that they like you. And you say, ah, my father likes me. My mother likes me. I will obey them. Hallelujah. Even though I feel like disobeying them, I would obey them. Because the thing Satan is going to entice you with, hey, they are nice. Hey, hey, I wish I could tell you they are not nice, but unfortunately. I mean, it feels nice to have certain things in your life. I, I mean, I understand what I'm saying. The things that Satan would entice you with to spoil your life. Look, those things, they are nice. No, I wish I would say that they are not nice. I mean, I mean, they are nice. How many understand what I'm talking about? How many understand? Yeah. I'm not saying they are good. I'm not saying they are good. I'm saying they are nice. 
I mean, they are nice to the body. They are nice to the body. They give the body a good feel. You see, I'm not talking about where they lead you to. I'm just talking about what they do. And how the body feels about it. I mean. But you see, unless you are a person of faith, like Moses, you would never give up the pleasures of sin. The Bible tells us that Moses in Hebrews chapter 11 refused to enjoy the pleasures of sin. Yes, it's very nice. Oh. No, I wish I can tell you that. You see, I wish I can lie to you, but I'm standing in front of in the church, so I can't lie. Maybe if it was outside the church, privately, I'll say, oh, ah, it's not nice. I mean, it's not nice. I don't mind these things, it's not nice. But I'm, I, now, I'm, I'm preaching under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So I must speak the truth. And I can tell you that the things that the Bible calls sin, especially the ones to the flesh, it's not easy. But unless you are a man are you with me? Unless you are a man and a woman who believes that if God says this is not good, it is not good. You see, unless you are like that, it is not easy to refuse and to reject the pleasures of sin. Hmm. It's very nice. I mean, some, I don't know if you get what I'm talking about. I'm talking about one or two particular ones. nice to have a glass of wine. You know, and another glass and, you know, the feeling you get. You know, the, the feeling you get. It almost feels like you're on top of the world. You know, I don't know about drugs because I've never done it before. But those who do drugs, it gives them a very hard, a feeling of like Superman. You know, there are some drugs. The side effect, they are pain tablets. The side effect, it makes you feel good. I mean, it makes you feel, I don't know how it does it, but it does it. It does it. And then the other one, where it's between you, a boy and a girl. You see, what I'm trying to say to you is that it will take faith 
in the word of God. It will take faith. In the, you, you can leave them, leave them, let them go, let them go. If they want to go, let them go. Just go, go, go. It will take faith in the word of God. It will take faith to believe that God loves you. That is why he's saying, don't do this. It will take faith. Hallelujah. For you not to be misled by Satan. Because what Satan presents to you, look, it's nice. And anybody who says it's not nice, they are liars. It's nice. Or they have lost their sense of niceness. <laughs> are you with me? But the question is, the question is, they are nice, but do they take you to where you can say life is good? That is where the problem is. That is where the problem is. But you see, God is not looking at how nice it feels today. But he's looking at how beautiful you can be tomorrow. How glorious your life can be tomorrow. So he says to you, believe me that I have your good interest at heart. Believe me that I have your good interest at heart. And therefore, what I am saying to you, don't do it. It is true that it won't bring your good interest. And that is what, choosing rather, go back to the first verse, the, the 24. It says, by faith. Quickly, quickly. It says, by faith. By faith. By believing that God is what he says he is. And God will do what he says he will do for you. By believing it. All the pleasures and all the nice things, you can give it up. Because that is where the trap is. You see, most of you, it's your first year or it's new year, you are in church. It will take only your faith to continue to come to church. When things begin to get difficult and when exams and other things come into your life and when bad friends begin to show up at your door, you see, it will take faith to believe that to go to church and to hear the word of God is a good thing. Because you see, what I'm telling you, I'm not telling you stories. I, I have looked at my life and I saw the line between spoiling my life and letting it be good as it is. It's a very thin line. It's a very thin line. I said, it's a very thin line. It's a very thin line. And by the help of God and by believing in the word of God, I have changed my world from night to day. I said, by believing in the word of God and by believing that what God says is true, I have changed or my life has changed from night to day. My children don't have to struggle to give testimony of 
Nesfas, uh, Bezri, and things. No. I'll sort it out for them. But that was not my story when I was going to school. No, no. But you see, God has blessed me with the intelligence, the ability to remember, the ability to excel academically. He has, you see, he didn't bless me when I found him. He blessed me before I was born. Yeah. Finding him has helped me to be delivered from the manipulations of Satan. To walk in his plans and purposes for my life. And I see that happening to your life in Jesus' name. It shall happen to your life. Believe the word of God. It shall happen to your life. Look, your life is already set to be beautiful. Your life is already set to be nice. The suffering that you are suffering now is not going to be forever. You see, the suffering would like to tell you that I'm here to stay. But I promise you, it is not here to stay. It can't stay. It can't stay. I said it can't stay. And it will never stay. Because it is not meant to be permanent. It is but temporary. God's goodness and God's mercy has found you. And he, God's goodness and God's mercy will keep you. God's goodness and God's mercy will bring good people into your life. That will help you. And that will show you the right way. And that will prevent Satan from, deliver, from deceiving you. But you have to believe God. And you have to believe in his word. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. You see, most of you that have come first years, you see, your future in terms of having enough and being a blessing unto many people, it's already set before you were born. God is not now going to think of what to do for you. He has already set it before you were born. You have to believe him. And that is your challenge. And I am here as a servant of God to help your faith by directing you to the word of God that will bring you faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. I see beautiful families here. I mean, I see you in your house. Your children will boast about you. Your children will say, we have good parents. They, 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 will not, they will not be raised up in a house where there's fighting and throwing of plates and fly sauces and things like that. No, no. I reject it for any life in Jesus' name. Satan shall not succeed in spoiling your life. As you have faith in God, God would keep you. And his beautiful plans for your life would come to pass. Because he has said in Romans 8, 28, that all things will work together for good. Whatever you have been through and whatever you will have to go through because of your faith in God, in Jesus Christ, it will work together to bring everything so nice. Look, you will look at yourself 20 years from now and you will say, is that me? What did I do to deserve this? And the Lord will tell you, you trusted me. You believed in me. When your friends didn't believe in me, when your friends said, I, I don't exist, you said I exist, and you gave me your attention. You gave me your heart, and therefore, I have glorified and beautified your life. Today, you don't have money in your account, and everything you have to eat, you are praying, Lord, 
50 rand, Lord, 100 rand. Look, a time is going to come when you don't even think like that. You will not know the price of things. You will just, you will just call for them. I said, you will just call for them. You will just call for them. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, but you see, what is going to make you experience what God has for you is your faith. Satan wants to destroy your life. But God, you see, where God is God, Satan does not prosper. Satan prospers only in the life where God is not God. And that is why I am here to encourage you to have faith. You see, don't have faith in a church. Have faith in God. God, God, God. Not a church. Not a pastor. I said not a pastor. A pastor can help your faith in God. Any pastor, any church that does not help you to have faith in God, it's not, it's not helping you. Because it is your faith in God. In the hour of your temptation, the pastor will not be there with you. It is your faith in God that will make you say, I choose to suffer now than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. And you see, do you have the Amplified? Give me the Amplified. I want to read in closing. It's your faith. It's not your church. It's not who your mother is. It's not who your father is. I'm saying it is your faith. You, your faith. Your faith in God, not your faith in man. Yes, man would help you. But at the end, it boils down to your faith. By your faith, you would overcome Satan. And every work, no amount of rivers shall drown you because of your faith in God. Hallelujah. God will help you. Oh, I can see many people with good life, with good life. A life that is a blessing. A life that is accomplishing. A life that will make your parents so happy that they had you as a child. And on the dying best of your parents, they will smile and say, son, daughter, you have made me proud. You have made me proud because you have lived well and I can see that my investment in you is not in vain. Some of you, your fathers don't know you and they have abandoned you, but they will come looking after you and asking you to forgive them because they will see the goodness of God in your life. Hallelujah. Don't, don't be bothered about who is doing what to you now. Don't be bothered. Just maintain your faith in God. You will be a blessing to the one who did you evil. Some of you, you have uncles that could pay your fees and that could help you, but they don't care. Don't worry. God will bless you. And one day, they will come and say, sorry, I could have helped you, but I didn't know that you were going to be like this. And you tell the uncle, it's okay. It's the devil that was fighting you, not, not you doing it yourself. But God has been with you. Yeah. He said, we are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. It will work together. I said it will work together. 
Satan thought he was killing Jesus, but what he didn't know is that he was working for God. Satan will work for God in your life. I said, Satan will work for God in your life. Yeah. You will look at sin in the face and you tell the sin, I reject you. I choose God. Say, I reject you. I choose God. And God would back you for choosing him. I said, God will back you for choosing him. He will never disgrace you and never disgrace himself because you chose him against pleasures and against nice things. You say, this is wrong. I'll not do this. I'll not bow to wrong things. I'll choose God and God will come through for you. He will never leave you nor abandon you to yourself. He will help you. Hallelujah. But it's going to be by your faith. And that is why, listen, if there's any one thing that you need to do is to hear the word of God all the time. I said, if there's any one thing you need to do is to hear the word of God all the time. Hear it in the morning. Hear it in the afternoon. Hear it in the evening. Because by hearing the word of God, faith comes into you. Romans 10, 17. Say, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the word of God. Are you here with me? I said, are you here with me? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the word of God. It's in the Bible. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. You can give me the amplifier. So faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ himself. You know, and listen, I'll give you one advice that I find very helpful. You see, if there's no reason, let me put it this way. There are good there are good things that you need to do in your life. But these good things, doing them on their own, sometimes can be very difficult. It will take a lot of discipline. But if you attach this good thing to something else that you naturally like to do, you will do them without thinking. Hallelujah. You see, deciding that I'm going to listen to preaching morning, afternoon, and evening is not going to be easy. Because morning, afternoon, and evening, there are going to be so many other things that will compete with the space. So it's not going to be easy. But if you set yourself to do something which naturally will require you to hear preaching. What is going to happen is that you, you go and hear preaching for something else. But the side effect of hearing preaching, which is faith, would also be coming to you. That is a secret that most people don't know. 
Listen, there's nothing magic in this world and in the work with God. There are always secret things which people do that they don't even see. They themselves don't even know that this is the secret of their success. You see, I'm a doctor. I train as a medical doctor, not a Sangoma. <laughs> or Nyanga. No, proper one. Do you get it? I did anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, pharmacology, pathology, psychiatry, uh, 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 what do you call it? Internal medicine, gynecology, pediatrics, orthopedic surgery, anesthesia. I did all these things. Do you get it? I did all the lodges and all the other surgery and all those things. Community health or public health. I did all those things. And I know the benefit of exercise to the health of the body. But I want to tell you the truth. I have a treadmill, or not a treadmill, actually a cross trainer in my bedroom. When I get out from the bed, about four steps, and I'm on the cross trainer. Can I tell you something? I don't know if it's working or not. I mean, listen, you would have thought that somebody who has knowledge about the dangers and things of the heart as you grow older and has an exercise machine in his bedroom would at least do some basic exercise for his health. But you see, the knowledge is one thing and the discipline is also another, it's sold in another store. Knowledge is one thing. Discipline is also something else. Are you with me? So do you know what I do? There is a game called golf that by its very nature is addictive. Those who play golf get addicted to it. Now, that game when you play it, you walk. And every time you play 18 holes, you would have walked about 7 kilometers. Because it's addictive. You see, anything that is addictive, you are always willing to overcome any difficulties. Whether there's sun, whether there's cold or what. You see, that thing is pulling you. But in pulling you to play the golf, it is making you do what you need most, which is physical exercise. You will not believe it. Because I've been playing it and doing this walking. When I walk with people that I am 20 years older than, I'm saying 20 years older than, not 10 years, people that I'm 20 years older than, because they don't do exercise and I do the golfing exercise. When we start walking, by the time we play nine holes, they are panting for breath like the deer that panted for the water. <laughs> and, and so sometimes I ask them, should we do 80 holes? Then they say, oh, uh, uh, Bishop, 
I think maybe nine is okay. Sometimes I look at them and I say, let's do nine holes. The difference is I am also ill-disciplined as they are. But by choosing something that is addictive, it makes me do what otherwise I would not naturally get up to do for lack of discipline. Now, it's the same thing about testifying of Jesus Christ. You see, the understanding that I have in the word of God has come about because over the years, I took up a responsibility of caring for people in the kingdom of God. By so doing, every kind of laziness and every kind of procrastination has to go away because Sunday after Sunday, you have to tell them something new. So it forces me to read the word of God all the time, whether I like it or want it. I'm giving you, you see, I've told you what would cause you to have the victory. What will cause your life to be what God wants it to be. And I'm showing you the key. The key. The key is give yourself to something that would require you to hear the word of God. That is why it would be good for you to join different groups, the dancing stars, the singing stars, the film stars, and all the different groups. It, it is an opportunity to help you. It will help you. I said it will help you. And one of the things you need to do is also to do what God wants you to do. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new person, he's a new creature. You see, you must believe it. You must not only believe that God will do you good. You must believe that God says that once you are in Christ, you are a new person. Stop dwelling on your past. Stop always saying, my past, my past. Your past is past. What God says you are is what you are now. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Believe it. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. Believe it. Believe it and walk in it. I said, believe it and walk in it. Believe it and walk in it. Believe it and walk in it. And then he goes on to say, verse 18. It says, for that Christ was in the world, reconciling the world unto God. He said, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses on it, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. What does verse 20 say? Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ that be reconciled to God. Give us in English. This one, they don't understand. It's reconciliation. Give it to us in English, please. Let's go to verse 17 quickly. I want to close. 
It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Believe it, accept it, walk in it. That's number one. The old life is gone. Please, God says it's gone. Let it be gone. Don't keep bringing it back. It's gone means it's gone. I said it's gone means it's gone. Let it be gone. And stop bringing it back. A new life has begun. Walk in that new life. And all of this is, is a gift from God. Who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Let me tell you something. If you take up this task of telling people about Jesus and how that through Jesus they can have a relationship with God and therefore experience the power of God in their lives. If you keep on telling them, you'll be surprised that it will generate a need for you to know more about Jesus. And the more you know about Jesus, the more you begin to trust him and to believe him. The more you know about Jesus, the more you begin to trust him. That is how your faith would come. You see, by doing what he has asked you to do, it will cause you to do other things that are going to cause your faith to be strong. And by your faith, you will make a mockery of Satan's attempt at your life. By your faith, you will make a mockery of Satan's attempt at your brother's life. By your faith, you will make a mockery of Satan's attempt at the destruction of your home and your family. I'm telling you, because you will speak and the demons would have to obey you. Because Jesus said, anyone who will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he saith would come to pass. They say, it shall come to pass. It is faith. It is faith. You see, faith doesn't look like something wild, but it is everything for your success in this world against Satan and to receive the help of God. Everybody needs the help of God. I said, everybody needs the help of God. Everybody needs it. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I wanted to thank God. So make it a point to tell somebody about Jesus. I said, make it a point to tell somebody about Jesus. As you, say, as you attempt to tell somebody about Jesus, you will find out that I need to know more about Jesus. And in knowing more about Jesus, your faith in him will rise. Your faith in God will be strong. And you will say to Satan, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. And Satan will get out. Because he knows the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us that God has given Jesus a name. At the mention of which every knee, every knee, including the knee of Satan, would bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank God for this afternoon. Thank God for what you have heard. 
and thank him that your faith is rising. Your faith is going to increase. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Oh, be at work in our midst. Be at work, be at work. Be at work. Be at work in our midst. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Our help, our present help, we thank you. Our guide, our teacher, we thank you. Our comforter, we thank you. Our truth revealer, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Mirabondo, Mikatayamba Ramsin de Briande, Muria Baba, Mobilende, Riasikele Babonde. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Let your voice be lifted up. Whatever has caused you to doubt, it shall no longer be able to cause you to doubt. Tell the Lord you will never doubt about his goodness towards you. You will never doubt about his power. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Take him by his word and to lean upon his promise. Precious Savior. Precious Jesus. All for grace to trust you, Lord. Father, by your Spirit, you have spoken to us. By your Spirit, we will do your will. And by your Spirit, we will see your hand at work in our lives. Thank you for your good plans and purposes that you have for us. Thank you that they shall come to pass because you have said so. And thank you that every work of Satan is defeated in our lives. I thank you specifically for the young ones that have come to town from faraway places to seek education at a higher level. Lord, let them be found successful. Let them not fail any exam, but supernaturally help them to pass that they will declare victory unto victory. I pray, O oh Lord, 
that by your angels' presence in their lives, you will drive away every demonic intrusion, no matter what form they come with, you shall drive them out because of your mercy, because of your grace. Let them be focused. Let them achieve what they came here to do. Help them where they are weak. Give them strength. Give them strength. Send helpers into their lives. May you send good people that will encourage them. That will help their faith in their work with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray for every soul that is here. Lord, grant us physical health. Grant us physical health. Heal us of every disease. That we shall not be in and out of hospital. But we shall be strong and healthy. Let our minds work well. I come against every satanic attempt to manipulate any mind in the name of Jesus. And I pray stability into the minds of the people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless you. I bless you. They are yours. They are yours. And they are covered under the blood of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, it will be a big mistake. And I would have done you injustice if I were not to give you an opportunity to openly declare your faith in Jesus as the Son of God. Some of you, you have not done it before. Some of you, you did it some 10 years ago. You didn't even understand what you were doing. But this afternoon, you want to say, Pastor, you know what? I want to declare my faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And I want to ask him to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. And I want him to baptize me with his Holy Spirit who would be my light and my guide in this walk. By whom I would know the plans of the enemy against my life and by whom I would be guided to avoid every trap of Satan. Help me to declare my faith in Jesus Christ. That the blood that was shed on Calvary from his body will wash away my sins and cause me to have a good standing with you. And cause me to have access to your power and to your goodness. And cause me to be called your own. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Thank you, Jesus. Father, it is not by works and not by my good preaching, but it is a day that you have prepared for the ones you have loved and called them to come to you just as they are. Oh, what love we have in you. A love that never fails and a love that knows no limitations. Father, I thank you for this precious once that your love is demonstrated in today your willingness to forgive their sins and your effort and your arrangement to bring them to the place where they will say yes to your invitation you lifted up your right hand I want you to come come forward I want to pray with you every head bowed still come come to save the world through Jesus died to 
Thank you, Jesus. For God, For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only son. That Let us pray this prayer, those of you standing here. Uh, who is it that must come today? I sense in my spirit that there's somebody that must say yes to God today. You are looking back and thinking to yourself, will I be able to go all out if I go forward and make everybody aware that I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Let all the saying to you, he would help you. So come. Whoever you are, come. Join in. I want to pray. Come. I'm waiting for you. You, are, you wanted to come, but you are asking yourself, can I make it? Can I go all out? Will I be able to say no when I have to say no? And you are afraid. God says, I will help you. I've called you to help you, not to disgrace you. Therefore, come. It will surprise you that you will see the first miracle of God, how he will make you stable and you will not fall by the wayside. Come. Satan is the one telling you, don't come, just do it silently. But God is saying, demonstrate your faith and step out and come. I don't know who you are, but I want you to come. Please come quickly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm waiting for you. To wash away our sins. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us pray. And we all pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your love that never fails. And thank you for loving a sinner like me. Today I come to you through Jesus Christ who I receive as your son who came to die for my sins and rose again on the third day. Because of his blood that was shed on Calvary, I know my sins are forgiven. And in your eyes, I belong to you. Thank you, Father, for such a wonderful love. Jesus, my Savior, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. As I receive your Holy Spirit, I would walk faithfully in this life. As a vessel, use my life to be a blessing unto many. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for loving me and thank you for accepting me. Amen. Father, I pray for these ones and I bless them in your kingdom. They will be stable. They will be stable. They will be stable. Every tormentor from the evil world loses its power over them in Jesus' name. And I declare a covering of the blood over their dwelling places, over their minds and over their eyes and over their lips. 
Lord, touch and bring a supernatural change. Let people wonder at what has happened in these lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.